1: Weird news, fresh views, helpful clues, and interviews.
2: By students for students. Subscribe to our weekly show at com.
0: Welcome back to the Shortcoat Podcast, a production of the University of Iowa. I'm gonna try that again. Production of the University of Iowa, Carver College of Medicine. I'm Dave Vettler. If you're new here, we'd love to hear from you. What you think about our little show? Write to us at shortcodes at gmail.com. You can send us requests for advice there, too. We'll talk about it on the show, but for the moment, I'm pleased to be here today with some leading lights in medical education. Say hello to M4, Kylie Miller. Hey, guys. A hearty greeting to M4, Hillary O'Brien.
3: Hey there.
0: M2, Emma Barr's light is shining away over there in front of that <laughs> microphone. Hi. And M1, Sahana Arumagam joins us for the first time, so give thanks to your deity of choice for that.
2: Hello. <laughs> okay.
4: I just
0: want to be inclusive. That's all I want to be.
2: Well, does that include the atheist, though? Yeah. Deity of choice? Yeah.
0: If, you, if you're, well, okay. That is, okay, that's the last thing. I'm sorry. Power of choice? Your power of choice. Your, uh, your thing of choice.
4: Cool. <laughs>
0: your thing of choice. Before we begin, don't forget, listeners, check out two of the things that we do here at the Carver College of Medicine, the Examine Life Conference, which takes place October 24th through 26th at the examinelifeconference.com. And The Examined Life Journal, available at TheExaminedLifeJournal.com. we got to work on our branding. Both focus on the intersection of the arts and the human condition, and you won't be sorry that you check them out. Um, but now, we have a listener question or two to start off the show with. Nice. Can we just jump right into it? No let's preambles? Go. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Let's, uh, let's hear from, uh, let's hear from uh, Luis, who's about to step onto the med-ed path.
2: Hi y'all, I am a computer science major, and I'm thinking of taking the
0: MCAT and applying to medical school to become a radiologist. Though I would like to know if this is the right path for me. Are there any books you would recommend that talk about what it is like to be a physician or a radiologist? How did you all find out that this was your path? Thank you for your time. By the way, I recently started listening to the show, and I listen to it every day. I love this podcast.
2: Wait. So, just quick question: Does he want to become
0: a radiologist, a
2: radiologist, or a ravenologist? I wasn't sure if he wanted to study big blackbirds. Yeah.
0: Well, Lewis, no
2: offense to you, Luis. Luis it's the uh,
0: Luis. You got to work on your pronunciation. It's, just, <laughs> it's the first step towards becoming a radiologist. Um, books. Did you guys read any books about becoming a doctor?
2: There is one called How Physicians Think that I think is super popular. Um, I own it i haven't read it i,
0: I own it, it I just,
2: is on a, it's on a like,
0: shelf or box in my home
2: it is uh you know I, as long as i read it before graduation i feel like i'm good yeah <laughs> i
1: think we're in, in a little too deep now <laughs> i really didn't read books too much about it i listened to a lot of podcasts
4: mm-hmm. listen to
1: this podcast mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. so good work on that louise um and then i think shadowing is just how i got exposure to the field um, primarily I would recommend shadowing a ton, especially radiology, because it's a very specific area of medicine where like, you don't get as much patient contact as like other fields. So if you're going to go shadow, make sure you shadow radiologists too.
0: Obviously. Yeah. yeah and, and make sure that you shadow a bunch of different people because who knows radiology could end up being a second choice after yeah. Yeah. after a, a certain amount of exposure to the clinical world. Who knows?
3: Yeah. yeah. And there's a couple other podcasts that I listened to when I was trying to decide one of them is called the undifferentiated medical student. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've that's a good one. On here, yeah, right? we, he oh, was yeah. on the show once. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's helpful because, like, sometimes if you're like me, you're scared of doctors. And when you go meet them, you're like, you forget what all your questions are. And they keep asking you, what's your question? What questions do you have? And you're like, I don't know. Stop asking me. <laughs> um
0: just make up some questions. Yeah.
3: Um, but also because he, like, interviews um, and does, like, really long interviews with different specialties. There's another one called Specialty Stories um, by Dr. Ryan Gray, and I think mm-hmm. he's like somehow related to this podcast. He has as well. been on
0: the show as well, and we <laughs> yeah. are, and he is, uh, and he is uh, the the uh, official owner of the MedEd Media, Med Fem- Media Female, Network yeah. that yeah. we're Ooh. on. Yeah. Um,
3: So he also interviews different specialties, but his are a little bit shorter. So you can kind of get some variety.
0: Yeah. Ian uh, from the undifferentiated podcast, his is interesting because he was really exhaustive about Mm -hmm. his discussions with, um, with people of as many of the different specialties as he could, as Mm -hmm. he could get. Mm -hmm. And he, his attempt, his his attempt to interview people was, was very, um, you know, like he would keep them on track. Which, you know, is, with doctors is sometimes <laughs> kind of an issue, but he would be like, no, 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 let's uh, move back to the actual question. And so he, his, he was very concerned about the student's time, uh, mm-hmm. who was, mm-hmm. whoever was listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so that's really cool. Um, and he exhaustively edited and things like that. And so probably worth giving a listen to. And yeah. definitely, yeah, as you say, Ryan Gray is a great mm-hmm. resource.
1: Yeah, he's who I primarily listen to, yeah. especially mm-hmm. because I was non-traditional
2: so he was very yeah. helpful yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: hillary mentioned like getting in there to shadow is really the best idea of like what life is like for that certain specialty and i think radiology is one none of us in the room can attest to um and even then when a lot of people think they know what they want to do they come in and see something different and change their mind so like be open to those things but get in there and shadow um because the people you meet there will be able to give you recommendations for things more related to the fields you're interested in mm-hmm. um another really good book that i just remembered um was the house of god by samuel shem oh, yeah. which is popular oh. but that kind of talks about like interns in an emergency setting and it was something that was recommended to me by my mentors knowing i was thinking about emergency medicine
0: i might cut this out but is that getting a little dated at this point
2: i mean it's older yeah he's um, coming out with a sequel
0: oh is he yeah there you go oh,
2: it's sorry. one of those that i feel like kind of timeless though like it just because it's so well respected and then of course yeah anything it really by, is a, yeah a tool goande. I mean, it's not specific to just like the practice of medicine and being a doctor, but it brings up a lot of the like deeper moral issues and things like that that we as physicians will experience day to day.
1: Yeah, I'm intrigued as to why he's already chosen radiology too.
2: Like I... A- yeah, computer science mm-hmm. I can see some yeah. tie-ins there but, oh, if for sure, but if there's anything specifically you yeah. I really always thought it. that I was
0: interested I always thought that while I would probably good, be good with patients I would enjoy radiology because of all the buttons lights and switches <laughs>
4: <laughs> <But> like
0: <laughs> that I imagine radiologists play with but I don't think that's really, actually yeah, true Yeah, they just, <laughs> yeah.
4: <laughs>
0: it's, all like, it's all on a computer now plus yeah. you know other people are pushing the buttons yes, lights and switches we,
1: this is back in the days when
0: I got all my information yeah. from medical television shows
1: <laughs> wonderful radiology <clears throat> technicians are mainly the ones pushing all the buttons. Yeah, yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. And yeah I know personally like, as someone who struggles to stay awake in brightly lit areas that I could not do radiology yeah. <laughs> um, or like I would sit there and eat and it's like at least in the ER it's fast enough that I can't just like sit down and eat and fall asleep what
0: do yeah. you do in the radiology workroom do you just sit and look at monitors uh-huh. it's very dark. yeah you know, it's in.
2: dark and it's like a cave wall to wall maybe that's why he's interested you get like those double screen monitors <laughs> yeah. double screen I'm sorry they have five screens Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. I've honestly tried to avoid it as much maybe as possible six, even
0: even even as uh, somebody who's an office worker, I would I would add more screens if I could.
1: Oh, I love it. I'm a radiology extern right now. Um, I don't really have any interest in radiology, but I thought it was a good experience to <laughs> do Makes this money and I get money. So, no, it was a really good experience. But I help triage like the seniors pagers um, and everything and like talk to clinicians about studies. And like it's a very interesting field because I think about medicine differently than we do. I think sometimes the ED reflexively will go to a certain test. Well, <laughs> I feel triggered. OK, we like CTs. <laughs> you do. Kill me. They might reflexively go to a certain test and the radiologist will kind of think about it differently and try and minimize radiation exposure because like, that's like their job. And so they just think about it differently and they might have like.
0: So Kylie's well like informed. Kylie's <laughs> down in the ED like hurry up and radiate this patient and yeah. and, 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 and Hillary's no. Hillary's up you know Oh, d- not
2: me. I relay me the, the message to the senior. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: Hillary's in the basement going, hmm,
2: "Maybe not." Oh, can I just like in the basement say, mm, some of radiology is some but not where we <laughs> not where we work." Well, uh in our group like message on instagram and things i am frequently sent memes about like (laughs) physician decision making and it like you know full and there's a p it's like physical exam it's like er doctors and a guy like slapping a button that says ct (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm sure a lot of you guys have seen that meme but it is it is Mm -hmm. common and i'm tend to be more hesitant with my imaging studies but that's that's why we appreciate radiologists that's
0: that's Fine, that's good. You're a good ED person. A good uh, emergency physician for... Almost. Considering.
2: Maybe. Sorry, let let me try that again.
0: You will be a good emergency medicine physician because you think about those things.
2: Or too conservative and I miss an appendicitis and someone I swore did not have appendicitis. Always the
0: balance, right?
2: Yeah. Get an ultrasound.
0: Yeah, I'm always intrigued by people who are like... BMI
2: of 47.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm always intrigued by people who you know, have this idea of exactly what they want to be. Yeah. Um, like I, you know, I w- knew somebody who worked here or who I uh, went to school here, who was like, you know, came in knowing she wanted to be a CT surgeon, which is, you know,
4: that's Very like super specific,
0: specific right? <laughs> um, but, you know, and she was, she stuck with it the whole time. She knew exactly what she wanted. and
1: Yeah. Did any of you guys come in knowing what exactly, well, I think Kylie kind of knew, but either... you
3: guys um i mean i still haven't decided but i'm have a good hunch that i'll go into family medicine um because i have like more experience in that and just really love it so yeah
5: you
2: have a nice calm like presence (laughs) thank you that and
5: like kind eyes i could see um i came in interested in infectious disease and that's still Mm -hmm. what i'm interested in right now so
2: cool or just going to school forever
5: yeah for that too
2: (laughs) mstp kylie wanted to
0: be an Be a preclinical student forever.
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's no secret that I love med school and I cried when first year was over. Oh my gosh. Uh, (laughs) And I still want to go back and do anatomy again. And like kind of found studying for step one like a little fun because I was like, this is my job to get really smart. Um, (laughs) Like like for everyone out there, I'm not a huge nerd. Like I'm not that smart. I have to work at it, but. Uh, I definitely, I don't miss some aspects of it, like sitting in a chair for hours trying to stay awake. <laughs> no, but There were some aspects desk. of studying for step one that I did find enjoyable, mm-hmm. I will not lie. Yeah, one of those was having a house cleaner. Um, <laughs> I've been like what? getting asked stuff? for advice a lot from the uh, M3s who are going to be t- like starting dedicated in January or December, January. And they're like, you know, what's something you did for yourself? And besides like study plans. And I'm a procrastinate cleaner and I can't study <laughs> in not a clean environment. And I like put this into my budget my roommate agreed because we both like cleaning the house and we'll spend hours doing it so we were like this is not a top priority right now but we need to have a clean study environment so we hired a cleaning lady for six weeks nice. come once a week and honestly guys it was uh-huh. a life hack <laughs> 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 just self-care it's a different form of self-care
3: wait so are you cleaning are you studying for something now because you said you cleaned out your whole fridge today oh, no no no, no. <laughs> Kylie
2: is now on vacation. It's a different for both. <laughs> it is a different. Yeah, if anyone wants to pay me to clean their house, I have a lot of time on my hands right now. Um so fourth years at our institution, we get essentially like twelve weeks off to just do interviews and like right now I'm just triaging interviews as they come in because, you know, you want to like be right on it. So um I've had time off this week and a lot of energy because I've been sleeping great and so I like moved oh. my couch, rolled up my carpet, like Cleaned everything, took all the shelves out of the fridge and cleaned them. Yeah. <laughs> just because I was like, I can. Wow.
3: And it's going to feel so good. But what a job, interview triager.
2: <laughs> it is. It's a very stressful job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm yes. like showering as fast as I can, like nicking my legs all over, just trying to shave my leg before I hear this orchestration. It's a special tone on my phone that goes off <laughs> dun, 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 dun. every oh, time I get a, like an interview email. And uh, whoo, palpitations. Bam. Oh, I am not that. Not that intense. Kylie
1: currently has her computer open to her email right now
2: just in oh case one comes oh, in. Is that like, right? <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Oh yes, that yeah. is why it's well, like there. I just
2: got a like an email, but it was like just details about interviews and because I totally forgot like and scheduled schedule none right up until like step two C S and I was like, Ah no, I have this board exam and yeah. thankfully the place I'm going is like not too far of a drive from Chicago. So I'm just doing a big thirty two hour loop. Oh
3: my god, how long. Exciting. <laughs>
2: Now accepting podcast recommendations. That is are not my voice. (laughs) I never listen to
1: the episodes I record. Why not? Oh my god, no! I hate the sound of my voice. You
0: have such a nice voice.
1: Okay, well, thank you, but still, and plus, I already lived it once. Why do I need to live it again? It's (laughs) true.
0: It's true. Uh, Okay, well, uh, Luis, I want to hear more about your journey as it proceeds. So uh, keep us in mind. Uh, Give us a call. Let us know how things are going. And um, best of luck on your journey. Uh, Next up, we have, uh, I'm going to say Maya or Mia. I'm going to say one of those, so I'm going to say Maya. Uh, Her question. Take it away, Maya.
2: Hey, Short Coat Podcast. First off, just wanted to say I absolutely love the podcast so much. Hmm. Thank you for making such an amazing podcast available. Yeah, no problem. I was wondering if you guys had any tips on applying to BS slash MD and BS slash DO programs in high school. And tips on how to stand out and get into these programs also. Do you think being an EMT helps you stand out in getting into these programs or even medical school?
0: Great question. I'm not sure that we know much about these particular programs. I mean, if you don't know what they are, they're typically uh, seven years, I want to say, programs where you get your BS and your MD all in one six. program. Six, six years. At
2: least the U.S. programs I know of are six.
0: Um, But beyond that, I don't really I don't re- we don't really have specific information because did you get any of you?
2: Do these programs even yeah.
0: exist up until recently?
2: Uh, I just rotated with a student at another institution who did a six-year um, BS, like MD, like pre-conditional acceptance. Mm. Assuming, mm. I think you have to, I don't know what the requirements are for minimum okay. GPA, uh, minimum NCAT. I mean, you have milestones to meet to hold up your end of the deal. Um, but he was very young. He ended up taking a year off before, like, transitioning to medical school just because... It was very fast. He was very young. He was like, there are still things I want to do. Um, But I mean, it seems nice from the perspective of saving money. uh, If you know for sure you want to do, but like. That's among the
0: reasons these programs exist. Mm -hmm.
2: But in college, our class started out with probably 90 pre-med students. And the number that actually have matriculated into med school, I'd say is around 15. So (laughs) like, realistically, you can't bank on an 18 year old knowing for sure what they want to do just like people coming into med school knowing what specialty they want to pursue we get exposure to new things ideas change our priorities sometimes change so I think it's, it'd be a little hard to be locked into one of those programs
5: I do have a friend that did what I think is one of these programs at uh, George Washington University out in DC um, you can cut this out if that's wrong that they don't actually well, have you know, one
0: we don't, we don't rely too much on factual information <laughs> <laughs> vague impressions that's fine
5: um, but yeah, it's something in the D.C. area. I think it's GW has a program like that.
0: I um, I, I don't. Yeah. So I don't know that if we're being a little vague about this, uh, this subject, because I don't know that we have specific advice uh, to give you. But I feel like we can we can sort of address this from the perspective of any program that's looking to um, uh, matriculate people interested in medicine. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we I think we all probably want similar things things um with you know some some probably small variations between the between the programs i'm guessing for instance you asked about being an emt you know and and which leads me to believe that this person might be older if they're sort of already considering if they're considering doing an emt um and also being a bs slash md student i don't know why that makes me think that person might be a little older
1: i don't necessarily think they would have to be older because like in my small town too like there's people that in high school go on and get their
0: emt
1: like emt basic and then yeah they we have a volunteer emt service and they'll just do it
0: i think it's probably a great way yeah to uh sure to uh you know stand out um it's not you know it's not uncommon for uh med students to be emts before they come to school
1: yeah i think Um, anything that gets you like patient exposure is a great opportunity Um, Make sure like I'm like just make sure you kind of do the same some of the same things to show your interest in medicine. So like shadowing, getting patient exposure, like volunteer, do well in your classes, that sort of stuff.
0: These are the ways that you that you stand out and also, you know, have a good story. Yeah to tell during your um, admissions um, process, your admissions interviews for these schools, you know, understand Mm -hmm. where you're, understand where you're coming from and why you're going this route um, and be able to articulate it really, really well. And that will help you stand out as well, because I imagine that some people go into these interviews and, you know, they're just sort of, like, I want to help people,
4: (laughs) Um, which
0: is great. I mean, that's a big part of the reason why people go to med school, right? Mm-hmm. um but you know if you really have thought hard about your story and about um what it is you're you know trying to to accomplish and why you're trying to accomplish it um then that will that will certainly help mm-hmm. and uh I was going to plug Ryan Gray um but Emma did that for me but yeah you should <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <awesome. laughs> you should um you should definitely go check him out, um, see what he has to say on the topic, submit the question to to Ryan. I mean, you know Ryan makes a study of admissions um, to uh, medical school specifically. Uh, that's his whole thing. So um, I'm sh- certain he'll be able to uh, to tell you more information than than we can.
5: So it looks like there's a lot of different programs. there's like six, seven, and eight years, and there's only a few six year programs, but mm-hmm. there seems to be a ton of, Seven, seven and year. eight year programs. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But Which I
0: mean, is interesting because, uh, you know, eight years, it's like, that's normal. like regular. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not really sure what's going it's just on. like there. automatic
5: There's, admission. Yeah.
2: And early, oh, okay. So I'm yes. looking at the one, this student that I met, um, you know, shout out to my buddy Adnan, um, Northeast, what is it? Northeast Ohio Medical University. And they're one of the ones that have like this. I think you can go through or here, I'm looking at the website and you can do like this early assurance that says, if you meet all of these criteria, you're able to apply for the seat that you're holding for you. Um, so it's not a sure, for sure oh. thing. But that might be nice knowing like, hey, I'm doing what I'm supposed to. Because we look at admissions applications and more than most students are qualified. Like, yes, they could go on and they meet all the requirements and the students are so similar. So like, yes, do you have EMT experience? Do you have like community service? What makes you stand out? Um, and you could have all of those things and still not necessarily get a spot so this is kind of one of those ways that seems like but i'm sure these programs themselves are competitive just like mm-hmm. medical school mm-hmm. to get that yeah. assurance yeah.
0: As, as someone who does this uh am i allowed to tell
2: people that you're on the admissions committee i don't really know um
0: i feel like it's a secret sometimes at least for the doctors who are on the admissions
2: committee yeah i mean wanna... we elect them the yeah body. Oh, okay. so stu- them every it's year, not a secret so. that to the student body at least that i'm on the admissions committee and i mean obviously if i ever have conflicts of interest or things i step out or mm-hmm. step away from like if I know an applicant which is rare being an out of state student um, but it happens and I mean as long as podcasters and I don't like create some scam where <laughs> they're like paying me you know uh, dropping my Venmo name and <laughs> 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 um yeah, the children's so. Hospital, so I do <laughs> admissions <laughs> reviews and I see that most students are adequately qualified. And I question myself every day, like every time I'm reading application, how the heck did I get in? <laughs> like <laughs> these People are superstars. And I know my classmates' stories and they're also amazing. And then at the end of the day, it just comes down to like, this is how many seats we have. And this yeah. is how we build the best class. We really do try and take um kind of handpick to make a diverse approach and really fill our class with different strengths and different people.
0: Do you think my Advice about story, having a good story and being able to articulate. I mean, that just makes sense to me, but from your experience.
2: Yeah, but don't force a story. I can tell when a story is forced Mm -hmm. and I can tell, don't just tell me the story, but I want to know, like, if you've ever been in writing classes or things, there has to be something at stake and what, like, tell the story with something at stake and what came of that and what changed you. Don't just tell me someone else's story. It needs to, it needs to be about you somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the most frequent thing I see. They're just telling me and I'm like, I want you to show me Mm -hmm. Um, or, you know, dealing with someone else's illness in your life and things. But how did this affect you? And more so, why medicine? Like, don't just tell me you want to work with people, but like, why specifically medicine?
0: Of course, it goes without saying, don't make shit up. You know, like that's (laughs) going to be. And
2: don't exaggerate. Like we frequent conversations about this is obviously like hyperbole and I think people feel desperation and that they need to really sell themselves because it is stiff competition, but it makes me take everything else like a little less credibly when I know you're pushing hard to oversell. Mm-hmm. I don't know if any of this is allowed to be said on there, but I feel like we've had admissions speak very, on here before.
0: It's so general. Yeah. Uh, it's just general. Like this of common sense is what I'm trying to say.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I will give a shout out. To, I mean, we're very holistic reviewers here at Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's not just about your score. We want to know about, Everything and help you painting a great story, um, both through your diversity statement, disadvantage statement and your personal statement all plays into other things like grades and test scores.
0: Which yeah. is another good bit of advice is, you know, pick your school, pick the schools that you're applying to based on, you know, not just that they are medical schools, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, based on what your strengths are. Uh, are your the strengths that you perceive and what they're looking for because um, mm-hmm. they do look for different things you know there's research school research mm-hmm. heavy schools and maybe you're not into research um things like that
1: mm-hmm. yeah so. and for our back to our listeners question too i would really recommend they reach out to the programs they're interested in and see if they have any
4: always current students mm-hmm.
1: like willing to talk to them mm-hmm. just like yeah. one-on-one about like why mm-hmm. they chose this path and what they did because it's such a unique program. Like there aren't as many programs out there.
0: Yeah. Always check in with your, your admissions programs. And,
2: and if the admissions faculty or, you know, staff is not receptive to you asking those questions. You have learned something. Yeah. They like our admissions staff will meet with you in person. Like if you're unsuccessful in getting admissions here, they will talk you through working on your applications. And then there are some that will just like email you back to reject you in like August. And so you will learn something about the school in contacting them and seeing um what their students or their staff have to say when they interact with you yeah
4: yeah
0: so good luck um i'd like to learn more about uh, about your uh your situation and and how it works out and all that kind of stuff keep in touch absolutely uh if you have a question uh for us send it to the shortcodes at gmail.com and we'll put it on the show from our what the department oh,
2: wow. <laughs> comes wow. a story Are we gonna beep oh no, <laughs> yeah hey, we're... You, oh i was gonna say you can you can say it once and still be rated pg-13 so wow
0: well, huh. okay i didn't know that from our what the <laughs> department
2: <laughs> well now we're rated r you said it
1: twice
4: <laughs>
0: comes a story at romper.com and in other places about the husband stitch oh.
2: Oh.
4: oh
0: this is a stitch that uh i would like to say in the past doctors would just toss into the vagina following <laughs> birth to make post-delivery intercourse better for the dude, uh, often done without the woman's knowledge or consent. And um, according to this article, it's still done. Um, and some women still ask for it, I guess. Um, the articles I've read both at Romper and elsewhere talk about it as though it's whispered about between women who have been having uncomfortable, even painful sex after birth, after giving birth for years and uh, don't know why. Uh, it's, also, it's also associated with episiotomies, a procedure commonly taught to trainees in the mid 20th century. Um, It's an incision. That's an incision made to the perineum before birth, intended to widen the vagina to make birth easier and faster, and also to head off um, difficult to heal uh, vaginal tears. Um, And it's still indicated in some. The episiotomy, especially, is still indicated in some cases. Yes. um, Such as when you know forceps are needed, um, things like that. Um, But I think its routine use is sort of discredited these days. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm. it's fallen out of favor for sure.
0: Um, But I was just intrigued by this husband stitch thing, which sounds like that especially because it's often done without the woman's knowledge.
2: It's paternalistic doctors thinking they're doing maybe her, but also her husband a favor in intervening in this way.
1: Yeah. Right. And like, I mean, anytime I've been a part of delivery, or anything, there's never been any conversation about a husband's stitch or anything like that here at the university, unless it's the patient being like, you guys don't do those. Right. And everyone just kind of like, no, <laughs>
4: we do not <laughs> do yeah. those.
1: But I mean, It should be common knowledge that at times, like, a woman may experience some tears from pushing a baby out. Like, that's just natural. That's what happens. And so, like, she will need to be stitched up if those are severe enough. But the addition of the so-called husband stitch here, at least, is never.
0: That's the part that's particularly awful.
5: Do they give it to them if they ask for it here? I've never seen anyone ask for it. I've never heard it called that. highly it okay
2: yeah um, a former podcaster and graduate who's now an ob resident Corbin mm. she commented on uh, the article in our forum about like discussing this um, and said that she had one patient ask her for it mm-hmm. and was like I don't really know what we would have done but like thankfully that patient didn't tear and didn't require any repair oh, also they okay. didn't do it um, but I don't like grass is not always greener again you know people will have things and doesn't mean because you want it it's not going to be uncomfortable or uncalled for
1: yeah and like the whole concept behind it just is weird to me too because it's okay where do you put this one stitch is it one <laughs> stitch like, you're putting it like towards magic... the entrance of the vagina because then it's just like it tightens up that one point and like a, the rest of the vagina yeah. is still magic, the same
0: magic location i
1: don't get it and yeah. i don't want to get it and it needs to go away.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
0: interesting that uh 2015 study on episiotomy rates uh, said that uh, the attending provider is a quote the attending provider adds a significant independent effect to the episiotomy risk model which i interpret as being the main reason an episiotomy is done is because the physician wants to do it Mm -hmm. right and am i I interpreting that double speak correctly
5: rather than being medically
0: rather than being medically necessary okay um
2: so i think it's just saying that the, the rate, the rate, and like commonality of the procedure is very physician dependent. Right. Yeah.
0: Which basically means, if the physician,
2: if that's how they were, if trained, that's how they were
0: trained, they're gonna they're uh, gonna do it more uh, often than, yeah. than they otherwise would, which makes sense.
2: Which I think it's falling out of favor. In yeah, it, gives, we're gonna okay. always wind back around and just blame society and culture and the expectations of women, um, and the miscon misconception that women's vaginas are irrevocably damaged from childbirth and that's not necessarily the truth like men are scarred by what we do with our bodies um and have some impression that the body doesn't naturally just kind of heal itself and yeah things change and maybe it's not the same granted i've not pushed out a baby yet but widely Mm -hmm. in from like women's (laughs) discussions i've heard that like takes time to heal but things are still enjoyable and your body knows what to do like birthing babies is natural experience it's not like a medical flaw that we are subjected to (laughs) no and i imagine like back before we had sterile technique and all that stuff like
1: how many times were these lacerations originally repaired too like or how many times were they just left to heal on their own like our bodies are pretty magnificent and they'll figure out Mm -hmm. how to get back to
2: itself And so one thing we should probably chime in, like the articles go into depth about, um, for women who do experience symptoms after pregnancy, um, like urinary incontinence or like pain or like displeasure with sex and things like physical therapy for your vag is a thing and it's great. And I've been in that clinic, um, in pelvic floor ther- like therapy and those people know what they're doing they can give you exercises and things and like yeah it's a lot more work than being like yeah just put it in a stitch but ultimately in the long run it's going to help you as you age and things kind of naturally loosen up down there to know those techniques to keep your pelvic floor healthy at home yeah so see a pelvic floor physical therapist they're
0: great uh, and don't seek out help from uh, people who are selling yoni eggs on the internet
4: that's <laughs> <laughs>
2: I
0: don't even know what that is. It's like a. It's a Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, thing, oh, it's kind of like you know, yeah, something you
2: put in your vagina. And there have been talk of like vagina Fitbits that can like measure your kegels oh, and so if you're doing them oh, appropriately. Knows. But just a good old PT finger up the vag can also tell you the same thing without dropping yeah. out of money. It's covered by insurance. So A PT <laughs> <That's true>. finger. <laughs> no, a physical therapist. I
0: yeah. know it's just an interesting.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, you gotta really find a PT that you jive with because it's a little personal. Like people don't like to talk about these things, but your sexual health is still your health and they see this all the time like that's what they train for because they're passionate about it and they care to do it and everyone wants you to be having good healthy sex so boom
0: um okay moving on
2: (laughs) it was really out of your comfort zone no no i you know
0: i i feel like if i say i enjoyed that discussion that's weird (laughs) (laughs) uh let's go on to another potentially uncomfortable discussion if you're a woman in north dakota and you elect to have a drug-induced abortion, up until Uh-oh. this past month, you might have been told by your doctor that it might be possible to reverse the effects of the drugs if you change your mind. But a federal court mm-hmm. has ruled, uh, has issued a preliminary injunction to block enforcement of this law. So here's how this worked. Uh, in theory, the state wanted women to know that this abortifacient combination of two drugs can be reversed if only the first of the drugs was taken and if quick action was taken within week- with weekly high doses of progesterone until the mother gives birth um one problem telling women this requires physicians to lie to their patients because that's an experimental inter- intervention not uh studied by the FDA um lying to your patient is a violation of the AMA's code of ethics and uh the AMA's fight in court will continue uh, this is a preliminary injunction they claim this is a violation of first amendment Of the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution, which prohibits governments from making citizens a mouthpiece for the state. Hmm. Um, uh, So, yeah, and, and there are other states with similar laws that require physicians to say things to their patients that may not be true.
2: So this is the government officials of North Dakota telling physicians to tell their patients this thing that they can have this experimental go to med school and then call me back in four (laughs) years when you know what you're talking about
0: it's it's amazing it's amazing
2: i have i have a very sharp image of what the uh political image of north dakota looks like (laughs) if i were to see a picture of these people
0: uh perhaps (laughs) looking forward to those emails listeners (laughs) thank you very much um
2: uh, you know Infuriating. Yeah, yeah. I should yeah, like probably hold my tongue.
0: <laughs> nah, just let it out.
2: Like it is a very complicated conversation. Um, but I think, like, abortion is just a healthcare access right. Um, and the reason is not your business to dis- discuss in government. Usually, I mean, there are lots of different indications, and you don't know the stories of the people that you claim to know and. Uh, so I think it just gets very complicated, but we it's just a disservice we do to women as citizens in making reproductive health difficult to access. But shout out to Planned Parenthood for opening a clinic on the Missouri border in Illinois.
0: Oh, is that new?
2: Yeah, they've just announced they're going to build a new facility. It's 15 minutes from the Missouri border um, since Missouri is one of the strictest access um, and abortion laws in the United States. So, this will kind of provide a little bit more opportunity to those women who don't have the means to travel very far. Is it down by St. Louis or where is it located? Ooh, you know, my geographical knowledge, as interviews are showing, is <laughs> quite. Uh, there's still some patchy holes past California for me. Yeah. Like,
4: <laughs>
1: she, she gets around Iowa pretty well, listeners. Oh, yeah. so I want you to know. I do. <laughs> like, I have a great bad. sense
2: of direction and now I can like draw out the Midwest on a map and things. But as far as cities, I've not really explored. Missouri and I was like, oh yeah, like you don't need to explore Delaware. is probably not that far from Columbus, Ohio, right? Like I could make it for dinner and no, <laughs> yeah. not, not. that. Be like that is quite far, twenty <laughs> some <laughs> hours. no well, oh, no from I, like I no it's no from Columbus. It was like oh from Columbus like, like nine, nine, maybe, nine maybe and then but from Iowa City it's like fifteen to sixteen. I want to say. So, again, hit me with those podcast wrecks because you girls too <laughs> anxious to book plane tickets.
0: No? You're going to do that?
2: I don't want to fly because everything's just kind of so f- movable and not set in stone. Um, airlines are not known to be flexible. Yeah, we like to mm. be in control of our destiny and driving kind of facilitates and that. By the time you think about it, like, ooh, if I could find an affordable flight from Chicago and I drive three hours and then I need to be there two hours early and the flight itself is three hours you're gonna be and spending the
0: whole day doing stuff anyway
2: yeah I'm like why not just plus, drive probably, and see the sights?
0: plus at the at the times <laughs> that you schedule these interviews like uh, the prices might be really high to get a yeah. Plane ticket. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah I'm like they're mm. like come
0: see us in a couple of weeks and how
2: yeah. many tanks of gas could I get for four hundred and thirty eight dollars right a lot I mean how many blood clots am I going to get driving for 15 yeah. hours but well, <laughs> drive safe
3: too What is? Are they usually during the winter? Like, what about (laughs) snowstorms?
1: So, Um,
3: who invited her? (laughs) (laughs) I'm from
1: Washington, so I don't know how to deal with snowstorms. Yeah, no. So, like, (laughs) interviews are starting up around about now, and they'll proceed for some specialties through January or so. So, there will be some in the winter, but
0: a lot of them get done by November.
2: Mm, I'd say, and like Christmas time, if you can avoid Um, having to interview in like. January. That's you like pretty pleasant. Yeah, okay. but each specialty is
1: different on when
2: their interviews are as well. Yeah. some interview earlier, some interview later. Some just like November,
1: December, and that's
2: it. it just and really you don't is. really like have the luxury of like scheduling everything perfectly. But I'm lucky. I'm doing like more East Coast or like a, with a lot of driving earlier, and then I mm-hmm. schedule like Iowa for right around like Christmas and December and things. So I'm not having to travel as far if I can do like yeah. local ones. But I mean, even the drive to Minnesota can be grueling.
0: <laughs> the. Uh in other news, the medical uses of DNA are exploding, with the promise that diseases can be treated by manipulating genetics, and that the study of DNA will give answers to many of medi- many of the medical mysteries that plague us. Uh, Wired.com, however, has pointed out one problem: most DNA studied is European. Thus, Africa is in danger of being left behind by whatever genomics revolution is underway. Mm-hmm. Um, the reasons for this uh, probably include the usual explanations of institutional racism, um, but they also, according to the article, are um, practical. In countries where the electrical grid is unreliable, a common problem on the African continent, refrigeration is also unreliable, and you got to keep samples real cold. Um, n- nevertheless, pharmaceutical companies are want to develop drugs for the African market And they're willing to pay a company called 54 Gene, which says they can overcome the issues to collect samples in Africa, which is good because African populations have the highest genetic diversity in the world. Um, There's a lot of good info there. Company is only collecting samples in Nigeria right now, but they're working with other countries to uh, set up gene banks. Um, I read that eighty percent of the stuff in uh, in gene banks are is European um, DNA. Mm. So um, this is a good thing.
5: So I think the article mentioned this concern briefly at the end, but um, and I know that it's a Nigerian company that's doing the that that's creating this African genetic biobank. But I always think about kind of the neo or colonialist history of Western biomedicine and how a lot of um, like colonial powers took like bioprospecting essentially took biological resources, whether they be gen- like genetic information or plants and or animals or whatever from the countries that they were oppressing and then used those to make like pharmaceutical or therapeutic developments that ended up never reaching the people that they stole all those things from. Right.
0: Cause any, any, any advances that are made have to, you know, move back to the, or ideally would move back to the countries where they got them from and to the populations where they got them from. And that may or may not happen, or it hasn't historically happened, right?
5: And I know that, I think it was in 2014, there was this thing called the Nagoya Protocol. And it was essentially a international covenant saying that if you bioprospected for, you know, this new plant that would make this drug or like a microbe that's going to make an antibiotic... Like part of your commercialization efforts of that biological specimen, whether they be genes or anything, um, has to benefit the country that they came from. And interestingly, the U.S. has signed, but not like many countries have signed and ratified this protocol, but the U.S. has not. It, I think they've signed, but they have not ratified mm. the protocol. So they're one of the few countries that actually hasn't Ugh. bought into this idea yet, which is very infuriating as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Seeing as we're like we produce 75 percent of the world's like pharmaceutical developments or something. Right. I mean. Eighty percent of statistics are made up on the spot, but I know it's a very high <laughs> majority of pharmaceutical developments. Despite our population not being the world's majority, are developed here. Right? Question though, no. who's who should be pushing for that? Like, I mean, I didn't know about that until you said. So, mm-hmm. who who should we
5: be calling? Where did you I have this? no idea. I actually read it. It was like oh, one of the articles. In the article that was okay. linked from Art, but like
2: it needs to be on someone's radar.
5: Yeah.
0: Well, I, I, I imagine know. Uh, you know the usual suspects. All your senators or whatever, and oh God, I feel, that feels <laughs> <laughs> it feels so stupid. <laughs> I, I you know, that's supposed to be how democracy works, but
5: Well, I hope that because this is a Nigerian-owned company, like they're also hoping that owning the biobank will give them more negotiating power. And when they talk to pharmaceutical companies saying, like, "We'll give you this like wealth of genetic information, but you know, there's a contract. Like, we have to be able to afford the pharmaceuticals that you make from this, etc.
4: Right, right.
5: Hmm.
0: Okay, let's play a game. Um, I'll make some shit up about why this is good for us. A proverb is a short, pithy saying in general use, stating a general truth or piece of advice, according to Oxford. Perhaps you can make a habit of using them when you interact with patients to give them the impression that you are wise (laughs) beyond your years. Uh, But to use them, you gotta know them. In this game, which I... From Ellen DeGeneres, it's called Psych. Um, you'll be given a proverb on your phone, and you'll write your own ending. You get a point every time someone picks up picks your made-up ending as correct, and then we'll also try to pick the pick the correct answers.
2: I really like the word pithy. Pithy. It's one that I feel like needs to be used more. Pithy. So do we hit join a game?
0: Yeah, I gotta I gotta set it up. I okay. Okay.
2: Yeah, we definitely should have tried this. before.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, we don't. <laughs> that's that's not how we. Oh,
2: it's kind of glitchy. Okay. Also, just not- notifying our listeners, Ellen does not support this podcast. But if she wanted to, what up, my lady?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hit me up. She Ellen. really she really needs the exposure that we could provide.
4: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um, maybe she'd want to talk to us and you know, like write us one of those big checks. And I'm willing to be scared. I'm very jumpy, Ellen. Come at me. <laughs>
4: okay. Yeah. She,
0: I love watching those. All right. Uh let's see. Make it a oh false ending God. for the real <laughs> proverb that you think. Okay. Blah blah blah. He who does not eat cheese will...
2: Not good at these. Yeah, I'm it's not creative I'm already <laughs> typing. <laughs> so who's picking right now? Like,
0: we're supposed to be typing in.
2: Oh, yeah, I already did. Okay, I want to know who's uh, going to pick me. How do I win, Dave? All right. I think we vote for each other. Like we all vote. Okay. Are you guys finishing up MOHD 3? Are you oh. in Keystone yet?
3: Um, we're in MOHD 4. We have oh, two yeah, more four. tests. Duh. Okay. Yeah. Two more tests, so about three more weeks. Cool. Yeah. Keystone's cool. Really? Yeah. There's only like lots. Only three <laughs> exams, so I'm scared okay. of like how much is on each exam. Now you got it. All right.
0: All right, here we go. Uh, the possible answers. <laughs> There's so many. Pick the real answer. You
3: have to read the whole proverb.
0: He oh. who does not eat cheese will not have gas. He who does not eat cheese will never experience a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he who does not eat cheese will go mad. Mm. He who does not eat cheese will not chew cud. Ew. He who does not eat cheese will rarely clear a room <laughs> and he who does not eat cheese will not fall victim to the poop plug. <laughs> so this is a real proverb.
3: <laughs> I'm going add extra it seems like
2: there's they do, any. yeah. They... Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna pick. This is a good one. Do you get uh, points for picking your own?
0: <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick according to what I want it to be. Ooh. Did you, did we? I got it right. I got it right, too.
3: Uh, I did, too. Ooh.
2: You think. None of us are very good at this, this then. Did we you all guys, pick the did, right did, answer. Did,
0: who, who, okay, so I guess I hit next. Oh, I got <laughs> Two people picked mine.
2: Rarely clear room. Yeah, you wouldn't be good at the fart <laughs> proper, Dave. The grilled cheese one was
0: Hillary fun. and Sahana picked mine. The real answer was go mad. Okay. Um, and uh, now I wish it would tell me. Who, the other ones are.
2: Who said never experience a grilled cheese? That was me. Ooh,
3: That's I like that. Sounds...
0: I liked that. I did like that one. <laughs> that sounds really good. I not. really did like that one.
3: Okay, next. So we only get points if people voted for ours, or if you pick the correct one. Yeah. Oh. All
0: right. So that means I'm ahead.
3: Oh, <laughs> the one that they made is the correct one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I
0: it The the I'm ahead with four. Kylie has two. Sahan has one. And Emily, Emma, and Hillary have mm-hmm. zero. All right. Let's try again. Uh,
5: Why are these all food related?
0: He who doesn't eat garlic hasn't.
1: (laughs) Are we going to delete all the silence out of this? Yeah.
4: (laughs) Yeah, we will. We will. It's
1: like, enjoy our silence, listeners.
4: It's (laughs) great
0: podcasting.
3: (laughs) It gives them a chance to think of an answer.
0: Fantastic podcasts (laughs) include silence and uncomfortable noises (laughs) like chewing. Kylie and Emma still
4: Um. working
2: on their.
0: (laughs) I don't know if any of these are applicable to patient interactions
2: yet. No. I mean, garlic is supposed to have health benefits. That's... I as as is a cheese. Plan. Maybe you should cut back on the cheese. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Cheese farts are a real thing.
0: Yeah. He who doesn't eat garlic has <laughs> no. hasn't encountered a vampire. <laughs> he who doesn't eat garlic hasn't been to Italy. He who doesn't eat garlic hasn't mastered vampire shielding. Good.
4: <laughs> a lot of vampire shit in this week.
0: He who doesn't eat garlic hasn't met a vampire. He who doesn't eat garlic hasn't survived the vampire apocalypse. He who doesn't eat garlic hasn't a stinking mouth.
2: I got a stinking mouth.
0: Okay. Oof. I got it right.
2: I got it wrong. Psych. Got it wrong. Oh, Dave man. got you. Wow, Dave. Stinking mouth.
0: Yeah. That was stinking the right answer. End- uh wow. Kylie picked mine. I did. Yeah. Been which, to Italy. Which was I'm been not
4: to good Italy. At this. It's culture.
3: place anymore. <laughs> Ooh. me. Wow, I'm second place.
0: Does cheese have any medical uses? Um,
2: <laughs> medical. If you have diarrhea, I Constipation. Okay, but it's got. <laughs> no, it's dairy. It's got probiotics and cultures in it, and mm-hmm. it's really it's actually great for the soul, the mental health, the soul, the emotional healing. <laughs> I could just straight up have terrible week, everything crumbles around me, and then I go home and eat a block of cheese, and I'm like, "Wow, oh, you're gonna make block, it, Kylie.
4: You block will. Block of cheese. You
2: will survive." Uh, how big is this block? Please inform us. I don't know. Sixteen ounces a lot, so, <laughs> uh, but I don't have problems pooping.
0: Nope. All right, very good. Uh, so I'm I'm still in the lead with seven. Kylie's got three. Emma has two. Sahan has two. Hillary still
1: losing, still guys. Zero. <laughs> still losing. That's all
0: right, you have a chance. I'm uh, here we go.
1: I don't like these sorts of games usually.
0: It is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a what? somersault. <laughs>
5: Before the sun.
0: <laughs> or do a somersault. I would have, st- if I was making up this proverb, I-, I would have just stopped with the candle before the sun. Oh, no, I don't, you know, don't see do any reason why I throw a somersault. You guys have it.
2: never been inebriated on a beach and challenged to a uh, tumbling competition. <laughs> Shout out to all my program directors listening to this right now. <laughs> I got stuck. Head first. In the sand?
0: hmm <laughs> I fun. would pay for a picture.
2: No, those were all Anybody destroyed because I will pay for the recreation of it.
0: Oh, okay. It,
2: uh, I'll go yeah. on with on the The story goes further but it's not for a listener's okay. consumption. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright. It is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault <laughs> under the moon. It is uh, foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault into a bonfire. <laughs> <laughs> it is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault before a gymnast yes you always want to wait till after the gymnast uh it is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault in a ferris wheel yeah i would say terrible idea keeps me in business it is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault on a rocky road Ouch! it is foolish to hold a candle before the sun or do a somersault before a monkey Hmm. Uh, is that, are, before a monkey like in the presence of a monkey or <laughs> before a monkey actually does this his own somersault i,
1: know, I think in front of way you want it
0: okay well these are these are good questions do we
1: get points
3: for picking our own these suck i don't think oh so. no, no <laughs> i just it. tried it. it it says you can't
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow Emma, with the cutthroat strategy here um, but i'm gonna go
0: with what i think is the right answer well that's what you're supposed to do but it's I think is the right answer.
2: Ooh, I got I'm psyched wrong. by Hillary. Oh, Kylie, you points. got me. Kylie <laughs> got me
5: too.
4: Kylie got me. Yeah, <laughs> Ellie! Yeah.
2: It, it before was before a monkey. A monkey. I, so there was before a monkey, before a I figured both of those were like traps. Or like not traps, but like Ellen derived because n- you guys wouldn't type the same thing. Which one did you, which one was yours? Me? Yeah. Under the moon. I made it sound really edgy. It, well, that's why I picked it. <laughs> I was
0: like, well, this has to be it.
2: But yeah, no, I'm your somersaulter. So.
0: Uh, let's see.
2: Hillary has one point.
0: I'm still at seven. Kylie's close at six. Emma has four. Sahana has two. and Hillary's on the board
2: (laughs) with one. Party. (laughs) All right. I'm still hungry. Hopefully (laughs) this one's not about food. (laughs) These have made me hungry.
0: All right. You may serve 100 years, but you will not earn (laughs) heavy
1: breathing. I feel like if someone took a picture of us right now, they'd be like, Wait, they're podcasting. Yeah. Just us looking at our phone <laughs>
2: Nasty little millennials. Nasty women. Lady cast.
0: You may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn your mother-in-law's approval. A hundred. Uh, you may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn a hundred turnips. Yep. <laughs> you may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn validation from your parents.
4: Wow! I cut so deep.
0: You may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn your servant's loyalty. You may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn nearly as much as a dermatologist, given malpractice, even (laughs) given malpractice insurance. (laughs) You may serve a hundred years, but you will not earn a hundred (laughs) beers.
2: Um, I love that one. That's got to be a Hawkeye fan in here, though.
0: I think I know which one's
2: right. In heaven, there is no beer. That's why we drink it here.
0: Mm. We're gonna drink it Saturday. Go Hawks! One more person. Kylie. It's me. Yeah.
2: I mean.
1: Kylie. uh, Kylie. Oh, this is so hard. Maybe this is why I'm doing bad. I just like, man, that one. (laughs) Gosh, I got psyched. I got psyched.
0: Hillary. Hillary, you you got me. And
1: I got the right answer. Oh.
2: Oh, and I psyched (laughs) both of you guys uh your mother-in-law's uh, wait what oh sir yeah, yeah.
0: oddly nobody picked the dermatology one well
2: one. yeah because obviously it was too pertinent to our lives <laughs> or the hundred beers Ellen <laughs> doesn't mine. know oh but
0: Kylie <laughs> moved right, into first place
2: game O'fer I won
0: <laughs> with eight I have seven Hillary has five back! screaming look at that. Emma has four Sahana has two
2: Sahana all you right. have so many years to be on this podcast and get better at it don't <laughs> be it <in sweat. laughs> Dave makes you play weirder games than this, so be prepared. At least you don't have to eat anything weird. You know, oh, I, I, I still gonna... remember that, and I hated it so much. <laughs> oh, can you please make that like Jello Thanksgiving no. thing again? Oh, That sounded oh. so gross. <laughs> I'll ask, uh, maybe we'll, maybe I we'll, wasn't here for that. Maybe I we'll. I'll put, I'll, put
0: uh, I'll put Christine. It's like turkey, Cap on turkey Jello send
2: it for Halloween. Yeah. Ooh, I make oh, spooky witch cool. finger cookies. That are Halloween's so coming gross. up. It is, isn't it? Yes. What are you going to be for Halloween?
0: I don't have a plan. I'm gonna be a dad sitting on the driveway with a with a fire going in the fire pit.
2: Are you handing out candy?
0: Handing out candy.
2: <laughs> I really want to, like I think that's a sign I'm old now. I really want to hand out candy this year. Um, Maybe it's just because I'm like settling down in my life. Yeah,
0: yeah. But, well, I think we can end this here.
2: Now that I've won. Same. Yeah,
0: now that you've won. <laughs> hey,
2: I'm, I'm I am. I was in last
0: place. So I was just okay. waiting for Kylie to win. That is our show. Uh, <laughs> thanks for hanging out with me today, guys.
1: Thank you, Dave. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Always a enjoyable was... for another lady cast. Yes.
0: And of course, thank you, Shortcoats, for making us part of your week. For all your feedback. Your supportive merch orders over at the slash store. If you're new here and you like what you heard today, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever fine podcasts are available. We love answering listener questions, as I've said several times today, and we uh, could use them at the at gmail.com where you can leave us a message at 347 Short CT. We'll talk about it on the show um, while your podcast app is open. Give us some more stars and review. Let us know if we're doing right by you. The show is made possible by a generous donation by Carver College of Medicine, student government, and ongoing support from the Writing and Humanities program. Our executive producer is Kate DeCherry. Our opening music is by Dr. Vox, and our closing music is by Catmosphere. Talk to you in one week.